Stopping homie day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice. Stay up on my grind, that's my way of life. I got tunnel vision, I'ma chase that real life. going on you are back on jake's takes of course the podcast presented by tunnel vision sports as always i'm jake strano taking you through some of my quick takes to start your weekend off well maybe not so quick anymore we got a uh, a new format coming to you uh from tvs and uh actually this show's gonna be extended a little bit and you'll actually be able to see the uh, voice uh and the face that's right. You'll be able to see me soon. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe maybe this, maybe this, it is this Saturday. Maybe you're looking at me right now. Uh, it's probably going to be next Saturday. So you'll actually be able to see me, which will be, uh, be unveiling in a sense. But um, yeah, so we got a new format coming. So that's awesome. We got some exciting stuff coming for you today's episode, which is going to be cool. And so you know what I was thinking about earlier today? Got a little bit of a longer show, and if you like what you're hearing so far, well, best of luck with you, because you're going to be with me the whole way, which is going to be cool, so you'll like that. And if uh, you don't like the show for some reason, well, um, I hate to tell you, but you're listening right now, so if for some reason you're still listening, not sure, but if for some reason you have an inner, inner not liking for the show, well... You're going to be with me for just a little longer, but I can only imagine if you're listening <laughs> that you like this show. So we're going to get some started on some topics today. There's a lot to get through. I actually scripted out a really, really big show for today because I was going to be extended a little longer. And uh, next week's going to be a really exciting one to announce that first. Obviously, like I just said, next week, potentially, we're going to be going to the video format and... We're going to be bringing on some guests, which would be cool. Not confirm yet, so I want to confirm anything to you guys yet. But expect a really fun show next week. Hopefully that all gets done and it can go through. But here we go. Let's get ready for our first take of the day. Here we go. So something that obviously we've all heard throughout the week, if you're a Major League Baseball fan, and something I've heard on the radio time and time again, so I just decided to touch on it, even though it's not really a topic that I would normally get into, but I'm just going to get into it anyway because I do have some some passionate thoughts about this. I'm sure you guys do as well, and they're probably different from mine, or maybe they're the same. So let's talk about it. The MLB obviously is in a deadlock right now; they're in a lockdown, and the league the league is locked out. So as many of you listeners know, obviously the first two games, or excuse me, the first two series of the season have been canceled, which is just around 90 games. And obviously the lockout's been very frustrating for many fans thus far, and it seems to be dragging out longer than anticipated for a lot of people. And Commissioner uh, Rob Manfred, he just did that, just had the press conference for that just a few days ago, and about 90 games are out, and a lot of MLB fans are not happy about it. And if you're a baseball fan, I'm sure, sure you're not happy about it either. So why do I bring this up? since a lot of people already know about it. So I wanted to get into something 
on it really doesn't have a lot to do with the lockout honestly it has well it does but more on the integrity and the tradition of the game if you let's go through some stats the average baseball game is about three hours a little over three hours i did a little research on this Uh, the nba games are about two and a half hours this is all give or take an average game without overtime or an extra inning or whatever the nfl is about three hours nhl is about two and a half and soccer is about two to two and a half hours Okay, so you get where I'm going with this. Baseball is just about the longest one, depending on, you know, the NFL overtime. And, you know, if you're baseball and you go into potentially a 12th or however many innings you want to go, like 14 maybe, you know, the games can get dragged on for a while. Like I said, the talks have been disappointing thus far, okay? And the hours of the game, you'll get where I'm going with this in a second. Are long, and for someone like me that watches baseball, but baseball was never my first sport, and for so it's it's different for a lot of people that that it was their first sport and it's their traditional sport. I find the game to be, with respect, a little slow at times and not as exciting as the other sports. So let's go through something else before for the fans jump or everyone jumps off this. Uh, during the Atlanta Braves Astros World Series, just recently, just last year, the game averaged about 11.75 million viewers a game. Okay, to put that in perspective, the World Series in 2001 with our hometown, New York Yankees, 24.5 million viewers per game. So you can see the considerable drop there from just over 20, a little over 20 years ago, and. Uh, you can see the drop there and, and, and viewers. So it's not me. I'm just I'm telling you the fact of the situation is, and most baseball fans know this. Obviously, the Super Bowl is a different breed, but the 2022 Super, uh, Super Bowl averaged uh, 112 million viewers. And yet, you know, like I said, America's pastime, and it's it's so rooted in its tradition in America. Like my grandpa, he lo- I mean, this is it's not hard. My grandpa loved baseball. He was a Mets fan, and like I said, I have nothing against baseball. Where I stand on this is, you know, I, like I said, I think it's a little slow in respect, but I think it's losing younger fans. And I hear this all the time. I mean, me in a sense as well. I'm not really as intrigued as I was maybe five or six years ago. It's just not the same love for me. I think the difference between, you know, the NFL, NHL, the NBA, soccer, it's just a faster paced game and it's more exciting to watch. Whereas a baseball game could go, like I said before, a little into 14 innings. It could be over four or five hours, sometimes, not saying all the time. And uh, watching it on TV, sometimes just a little slow. And uh, they have the most games at any sport 162 games, probably not this season because they canceled those first two series. So, and opening day. So, disappointing for a lot of MLB fans. And uh, there's just a lot of interesting things that go on in the MLB and baseball that I probably don't know every single thing. And for a real true fan, they are able to break all that down and know what's going on down the field, which makes the game a little more exciting. So if you were able to get into that and break everything down, it probably makes it more exciting for you. But for me, and I've talked to a lot of young fans and some longtime fans too in the MLB, and I got a lot of mixed answers. So I asked a lot of fans, like, would you lower the games for the MLB season? And and most longtime fans said no for the traditional regions, reasons. And many of the younger fans said yes, almost in a yes way to save the game. 
Like the game has lost its true tradition from so many years ago as, you know, you know, so many people, well, that's, everyone's going to go, let's all go to the baseball game. Everyone's going to go watch it. I feel like it's lost something, you know, lost that touch a little bit. It's, it's, it's almost, it's almost like now in today's age that, you know, baseball seems to be on a downfall a little bit. And the, the game is in an inner fight with its tradition and trying to become more modern. You know, I'm not here to bash baseball, but the MLB right now with the lockout is is disappointing fans. The players and the owners are in a deadlock. And my message to the fans is, is hopefully the MLB will do it for you. And those longtime and new-time fans, you know, Hopefully they can get a compromise on a salary and give some baseball fans what they want and give them the games. And hopefully this season is is saved. But personally, I think the the game needs a spark and a change to honestly reignite what was once and like I said, everybody to go watch sport. Everybody was going to go watch it. And you know it's hard being so traditional and being that kind of sport. So I really want to know what what do you guys think at home? Again, I'm going to be posting this. I'm going to be posting these polls uh, for these topics today on my Twitter. That is Jake, J-A-K-E, underscore, Anthony, A-N-T-O-T-H-O-N-Y, 3-1. And I can't wait to hear some of your answers. You'll be – just go, go on my Twitter. I'll be, the polls will be up as soon as the episode drops on Saturday. And I just want to know, you know, should the MLB change the number of games? Should they not? Should they change something else? What, what do you guys think they should do with the game? I'm curious to know. And uh, what do you think about the the lockout so far? And, and what are your thoughts? Because I'm really curious to know as I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I'll be honest, but someone who at least, you know, can find some appreciation in the game. What do you got? I want to know your thoughts. What do you guys think? And uh, for someone like me that thinks maybe the game should change a little bit to you know, reignite and spark some viewership and, and, and some younger fans. I'm really interested to hear, hear what you guys think on the topic because it's been something I've been thinking about for a while. And, of course, with the lockout now, uh, I, I think obviously it's not what that's it's totally geared towards, but I really thought it would be an interesting topic to bring up and see what you guys think about. But we will now move on to our next topic. So, of course, we know the NFL offseason is underway, and the combine has already started. March 8th is the tag deadline for all teams, 4 p.m. Eastern Time Tuesday. And the 2022 league year, March 16th, and free agency starts at 4 p.m. Eastern that day as well. March 16th is also the day, 4 p.m. Eastern, where the 2022 trading period begins and the NFL draft in Las Vegas will start April 28th. So there's a big lineup for the NFL offseason. And speaking of the NFL offseason, I wanted to talk about the draft. Not, not completely. I just wanted to get a little bit into the draft. And talk about the number one overall pick. And so since, since Hall of Famer Orlando Pace the uh, offensive tackle, was drafted in 1997. 20 quarterbacks have been drafted number one overall in the NFL draft, including guys like Peyton Manning in 1998 to the Colts, as we all know, Jamarcus Russell, 2007 to the then Oakland Raiders, and of course, all as we all know, if you're an NFL fan, 
most recently Trevor Lawrence to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the 2021 draft. And this is among, obviously, other names of quarterbacks that we know. Since that time, four defensive ends or pass rushers were taken number one overall. And just two offensive linemen, Jake Long in 2008 to the Dolphins and Eric Fisher in 2013 to the Chiefs were taken number one overall in the NFL draft. So why is this important? Why am I going over this? Well, I actually just want to touch on the number one overall pick, which is the Jaguars this year for the second straight year in a row. And many analysts are predicting that, well, they are going to take an offensive lineman at the top, whether it's Evan Neal from Alabama or Charles Cross from Mississippi State. And since Sean Khan has taken over, taken ownership of the team back in 2012, there's been 12 first-round picks. And let's just face it, guys. You know, we don't talk I don't talk a lot about Jacksonville. They don't get a lot of coverage nationally. So I thought this was a good job. Time to jump in before the draft and really dive into the first overall pick. But, I mean, just let's look at it in perspective, recent perspective. I mean, the 2020 class had C.J. Henderson, the quarterback from Florida. He's not even on the team anymore. And Travis Etienne, who I'm not – Love them coming out of college. I'm not saying anything, but we haven't seen him yet because he was out the entire year on injury. Yeah, he didn't even touch the field. So all I'm saying is, is Jacksonville has to get this right. And, you know, they've had too many draft busts in the past and too many times they haven't gotten it right. So I'm speaking for the fans here and they need to they need to get this right because because Jaguar fans are waiting. It's It's been obviously the expansion team, but... Since he's taken over the team, Khan's taken over the team in 2012. There's been nine losing seasons, and one of them was a winning season out of the 10, 9 out of 10, and was in 2017 when I watched them lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game in a horrible second-half fashion. So if that's the legacy the Jaguars want to commit to, then they can commit to that. But all I'm saying is, is for the for the Jaguars fans that have been through it all, they really need to get this right. I continue to get this right. We can't rate, I cannot rate what happened last year with the class yet. It's still way too early. And I think there's a lot of potential in both first round picks and the rest of the class. And, but I'm, all I'm saying is, is just to the Jaguars, be smart, do your homework, and get this right for, for a lot of your Jacksonville fans who have been sticking with it all this time. And of course, we're going to get to more draft talk soon. I just wanted to touch base on the number one overall pick. Uh, I thought it was important to talk about and once again, I'm going to be posting all these topics today, or at least most of them, on my Twitter. Like I said, it's Jake underscore Anthony 31. That's my Twitter handle. I'm going to be posting polls on there about today's episode to see what you guys think about each topic. So this topic is going to be, who do you guys think the Jaguars should be picking up at the number one overall pick? Should it be Neil, the offensive tackle? Or should it be maybe Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, the defensive pass rusher? You know, or it should be should it be someone else? Should the Jaguars trade out? You know, that's always a possibility. What should the Jaguars do? I'm gonna be posting that up and see what you guys think. Of course, go there, vote, and uh, I'm really excited to see what you guys think. Personally, it's really early. Uh, there's still about more than a month to go. Right now, my my thought is is trade out. But let's see. Obviously, these players are not this clearly. The players are not the same players as recent drafts that that. The Jaguars are drafted, so forget that. 
There's not the same administration, the personnel on the team from recent years past. It's different. It's a different different year and different era in Jacksonville history. All I'm saying is the history has has shown something, a pattern throughout the years. And so maybe they trade out and get more picks. Or maybe they take the offensive tackle. All I'm saying is there's a pattern that's shown. And I'm really curious to see if that breaks. And what will the future be for the Jaguars? As I've seen, at least in my history, I, from the time I've watched the NFL, they've just always had a losing season, except for the one year they made it to the AFC Championship game with Blake Bortles, who was also a first-round pick. You know, we'll see, and I'm interested to see what you guys think. But right now, I think I think the Jaguars just obviously do your homework and look at the guys because players' prospects change. They go up and down the boards all the time. We still have a more month ago. I'll probably see boards change all the time, and players go up and down. Me doing my own research, I'll probably remove guys and move guys around while watching stuff, but. Right now, Jaguars needs to go. Honestly, right now, if I'm the Jaguars, I trade away and try to get more, some more picks. That's just me. But, I mean, my answer is probably going to change by the time the draft comes. So that's just a er, way too early draft prediction. I would say way too early because it was more than a month ago. A lot of these will narrow down. Actually, we'll go through dra- mock drafts sooner in later episodes. But for now, I'm interested to see what you guys' early thoughts are on the Jaguars. So next, let's get to it. Our next topic of the day. Here we go quarterback carousel so of course speaking of the jaguars we're going to move to the afc south where we are looking at our weekly quarterback carousel dilemma and as we already know the jaguars well they have trevor lawrence so i'm not going to be talking about them the titans well they have ryan Tannehill, but aaron Rodgers has got that property in uh, tennessee now so you never know but i'm going to rule that out for now let's go right to the houston texans as we all know, they, you know, the Houston Texans had their long-standing fight against, you know, Deshaun Watson. And, you know, now with he has his legal troubles. So we'll see how all that pans over. But from my perspective, he'll probably never touch the field for the Houston Texans again, which means he's going to be traded. And we know the price. I believe the price is about three first-round picks and maybe two players or so. It's a pretty steep price, but he's a franchise guy. He hasn't played in a while, so I don't know what he'll look like when he touches on the field, but the last time I saw him, he was amazing. He took a Houston Texans team who didn't win that many games, but he took the offense. And just He was the offense. So, And this guy was amazing when he was a rookie and came out. He came out of nowhere. and Well, not out of nowhere, but he just, just took it by storm. I mean, Mitchell Drabisky was drafted by the Bears, Patrick Mahomes to the Chiefs, and there he was, Deshaun Watson to the Texans, passed up by the Bears. So, really, what is he going to look Because I thought he was amazing when he came out. But what, what, what is he going to look like now? Uh, honestly, if we just forget that for a moment, his price is steep. Who are some teams that might be looking to jump up on him? Like I said last week, I think he would look cool in purple to the Minnesota Vikings. I think that would be awesome. I don't have to go any further than that. If you listened to last week's episode, I really harped on that. With him, Cook, Jefferson... I mean, watch out, cause uh, that that'd be a really cool team. But uh, let's 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 go through some other teams. I think Philly's a destination. I think Carolina's a destination, and then two more potential destinations destinations uh, are are Cleveland and Washington. So let, let's let's start with the Eagles first. You know, the Eagles they're capable. They got three first round picks this year, so that knocks that off the block. And uh, it doesn't have to be picks from this year, but I'm just saying they have the ammo. And Jalen Hurts is an option as an asset. Easy swap there. 
But uh, are they willing to give up that much is the question. And I guess the real question is, are they willing to throw away the building process in a sense? Because you're going to be giving up a lot. And you could go all in, right? Where you could potentially miss the potential in Jalen Hurts and some of these other guys that you're going to miss out on by trading for Deshaun Watson. Now, the counter to that is you're getting a franchise guy. And your quarterback situation, supposedly, should be set for, I don't know, a decade or more than that. Because that's the kind of guy or player he is. That's the, that's the, that's the player he is in that field. He brings all of that. He'll bring all of that to your team. Now, there's, there's, that would be the dilemma that the Eagles would have to go through. Personally, I want to see what Jalen Hurts has to do. Now, if there's a shot at getting Deshaun Watson, by all means, get him. But as of right now, I think you stick with Jalen Hurts. You use those three first-round picks to build this team. And hopefully he works out because he looked good. I mean, most of the time, look, he's got, he's got a lot of passing mechanical things to fix. and But the run game was superb last year. And a team that, that made it all the way to the playoffs, are you kidding me? That wasn't supposed to? I mean, nobody, give me a break, nobody thought they were going to make the playoffs this past season. And they did. And the way they did, I think I think Jalen Hurts at least deserves another year, in my mind, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Give him a chance. I mean, he I, at least he proved it last year. But I think that's the dilemma. If the Eagles were even to touch that situation, that's the dilemma they would have to go through. Now, I say Carolina, and we all know Carolina, of course, is another team with a quarterback debacle. As we know, my New York Jets, well, they got a second-round pick, a fourth, and I think a sixth for Sam Donald, who didn't really work out last year for the Panthers. And Cam Newton, who they plugged in last year and signed up, didn't really work out. Teddy Bridgewater, not too long ago, didn't really work out. So the Panthers are really in need of a quarterback. And who is that going to be? Well, I don't know. And I, I don't know who they're going to get and what they're going to do. I think Matt Rule is probably on a thread right now. And I think they really need to figure this out because it's been two years so far where the quarterback play hasn't been good at all. And Panthers fans are just wondering, you know, what's, what's the answer at quarterback? And like I said, this is another team – that needs a quarterback, and some of these guys in the front office could be on thread, passed up on a couple drafty quarterbacks last draft, last year's draft. So if those guys work out, it could look wrong for the Panthers. Some of these guys go if the season doesn't work out. The end of the line is the Panthers need a quarterback. Washington, hungry. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. Ron Rivera recently said at a combine, not the full quote, but he said nobody's going to remember the price for Stafford and they need a quarterback. You know, someone asked him, what are you willing to give up or what's, is there a price to give up for a quarterback? And that's what he said. You know, nobody's, nobody's going to really remember the price for Stafford. That kind of says to me, maybe they're ready to go all in for a quarterback. You know, a team that brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, wrote it out with Taylor Heineke and, Maybe this is, maybe they're ready. Maybe that's, you know, the defense last year was not the same as the year prior. Kind of blew me away because I thought they would have improved a little bit. 
And the offense, I thought, would have pieces. I thought this was going to be a better team than was produced on the field this year. But 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 it didn't work out that way. And now I think they're – well, they were before, but they're in a running for a quarterback again. And I think this year they really need to hit a home run on it because – or develop somebody or something because they're another team that last year didn't really get a quarterback in the draft. And they signed a veteran. The veteran got hurt, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And now they're in a weird sort of year where, well, again, we don't have a quarterback. And our defense, well, has potential. And the offense has potential, but we don't have our franchise guy. And, of course, as everybody knows, if you don't have your franchise guy in the NFL, nine times out of ten, you're not going anywhere. So the Washington Commanders now, Washington almost said football team, the Commanders now really need to figure this out. The Browns are like last on the list, but I think they, you know, Baker Mayfield, as I've discussed, is on a thread, and it sounds like he's going to be playing for his contract this season. I don't think he's going to get an extension anytime soon, so it really is probably going to depend on how it looks after this season. Of course, as we all know, I believe last year was a roster that could have made the playoffs again. They didn't, and it didn't happen. So Baker Mayfield's got a big challenge ahead of him. Can he be the guy to take this team over the hump, be consistent? He's got everything against him right now. The His back is against the wall. He's up on the ropes. And looks like the fight's going to end. You know, it's coming to an end. He's at his end of his ropes. He's at the end of the round. And what is he going to do? I think this is it for, for Mayfield. It's either this season or, or go home. And for the Browns, at least on the Browns, this will really determine where which way his career is going to go. And if he does well this season, let's think about that. And they don't sign him to a contract extension because he's playing on his fifth-year option. He could go in the free agency and waltz in the free agency and get any deal he wants because after the year, he if he has a good year, or it could go the other way. And he could walk and maybe we'll see him on another team, low price or a backup somewhere. I think his career will continue. I just don't know. Roads don't seem like they end on the Browns for some reason. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see where he goes. But Deshaun Watson could be a uh, potential. I mean, he's potential anywhere. I mean, you could say that for anybody. But uh, but they have the asset for it. They have Mayfield, and they could trade whoever else they want. Going to have to gather the picks for it. But who knows? I I, uh, I think Mayfield's another interesting topic. And war, what's really going to happen to him this season? How is he going to play? Especially after, like I said, last season where high expectations – we're not met. And we saw what we saw last year and the Browns missed the playoffs. Carson Wentz, the Colts, of course, another team in the division that needs a quarterback. Why? Because it really doesn't sound like Wentz is going to be coming back and returning as the Colts starter at all. The Colts, they gave up a first round pick for Wentz just last offseason. And it didn't go as planned towards the end of the season. Well, they, you know, they lost to the Jaguars in the last game of the season, lost a couple games towards the end of the season, didn't finish it out right. There were points last year where Carson Wentz hit his highs and he hit his lows. He threw 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, which aren't bad. Those aren't bad stats by any means. But like I said, he had his lows, his ups and downs, and you you need to be consistent. And it it almost seems like it sounds like that's where they're heading is, is they're going to part ways and they're going to go look for something different because they need the change in Indianapolis. And this is, quite frankly, a win-now team. A defense that I believe is solid and is a playoff-caliber defense. 
and an offensive line that is another solid piece to the team. What do they really need? Well, they need a quarterback, the Colts do, and maybe a couple more weapons on the outside. And like I discussed last week, could a potential suitor be Aaron Rodgers? Now, of course, all this is speculative, and I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is going to move off the Packers, but it's fun to think about a team where if they could get Devontae Adams as well with Aaron Rodgers and Taylor and Pittman and, like I said, a solid defense and offensive line, well, that's a Super Bowl caliber team in my mind. And they could go really far in the playoffs. I don't know what would it cost. It probably would cost a lot to get him. But I, I just think it would be really interesting. And I brought it up last week, I believe, too. Uh, I think the Colts would be a really cool destination for all that to happen. Imagine a team like that. Just think about that. I've been telling everybody so far. And, I, and, it, and it seems to like be a popular idea. I just don't see it going through. So what are some realistic options? Well, they could go in free agency. They could get Mitchell Dabrisky. They could get Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston. And one of those guys in free agency, try him out, bring him in. I think, you know, potentially a spot for them is Jimmy G. He's a guy who... You know, has been there and done it before, and probably, you know, could could give the could give the Colts a uh, a plan and a solid plug and play here and there, and 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 most likely to end the playoffs. I mean, he was almost in the Super Bowl again this year and had brought the brought the 49ers to the Super Bowl the other year. He just didn't win it. And uh, where's where's Wentz gonna end up? Well, I think Washington again is another suitor as I talked about before yet again. Same principle. They desperately need a quarterback, and. You know, maybe he goes to the Niners and maybe they trade him for Jimmy G with a third round pick. Maybe that's where he ends up and maybe he goes with Trey Lance and does it there. But I think this is probably the end of the starting road for Carson Wentz. And, you know, it might be the end of him playing uh, in his career. But like I said, they could trade for someone or they could pick up someone in free agency. Will they pick up someone in free agency? Doesn't seem like it. Maybe they get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and they have Taylor and Pittman and the offensive defense and boom, you have this team where they, they, they can go to the playoffs for the next two or three years as long as he's playing and that's it. That would be, that's the goal. And, and that's, that's the aspiration I think the Colts want. Is that reality? Probably not. What's reality? Maybe a Jimmy G where they could just get it done with him and, and ride it out and and that's the guy until they can draft a younger guy maybe in the next couple of years to replace him. You know, after losing Andrew Luck, they've kind of struggled to find a quarterback. And in the past recent years, of course, they've gotten Phillip Rivers and then they got Carson Wentz. And, and Phillip Rivers took him to the playoffs, didn't win. And Carson Wentz wasn't able to complete the season and cut them from their, I don't want to say it was all his fault, but they, you know, he was part of the reason they didn't make it to the playoffs. The Colts really have a lot of work to do. And it's really disappointing because they're a really solid team. And I think they're a playoff team, but they're just that quarterback away. Again, another team that's a quarterback away where really a lot of potential, but it's just that one guy, that one key guy that's that can't that needs to get the team over the hump and they they just don't have it. So there's places where Carson Wentz could go. Like I said, I think it's the end of the road for him for starting. And the Colts have some options. It's not like they don't, but they definitely have options, and I wouldn't rule anything out. But everything's speculative right now. But this another, another topic that's going to be up, and I'm, I'm wondering what you guys think what's going to happen with Wentz, and where do you think 
the Colts should go in this situation. So let's move on to our last and final topic. Here we go. Extra, extra news. According to NBC, uh, the Colts have proposed an overtime rule change that would include both teams having possession in overtime. So, I don't know. I thought this was interesting. I saw this on uh, social media. I can strongly say I support something something similar to this. Actually, I support that. I think that's really cool. Each team should definitely get a, a possession in overtime, as we've seen time and time again, Mahomes or an Allen or a Rodgers or Brady. They've taken the ball nine times out of ten down the field and scored and game over, and you go home and that's it. I think I, I, I've suggested and I've said it before that they should just use the whole quarter. I mean, you got 15 minutes. Why don't you use it? I I think that's you're using your using using the time, managing the time. 15 minutes, just another quarter, and you play it out, and whoever wins wins. Now the problem is, is if they tie again, which is the likelihood of that is probably lower. I don't know the official numbers on that, but I guess you would just have to go in a double time overtime anyway. And in the playoffs, you would just have to keep going regardless because you can't tie in the playoffs anyway. So I really don't think that would be a problem. It was also reported uh, by Sunday Night Football on NBC's Instagram account that the Dolphins tried to pursue Sean. It was also on the Twitter, but the Sean Payton Dolphins tried to pursue Sean Payton and Tom Brady. So Sean Payton was going to coach the team, and Tom Brady was going to be the quarterback. All this fell apart after the uh, the Brian Flores situation that they're in now. Let me just say, thank the heavens that this never happened, and that this is just a common on the media now. Because as a Jets fan with Josh Allen and a Patriots team that bounced back like no other last year, and th- and then you bring in a team with Trump Payton and Tom Brady, I mean, I just would be thoroughly frustrated and probably would not. I've just, well, what's the point of watching the season? There probably wouldn't be. With a division like that, I think I would just be thoroughly annoyed. So <laughs> thankfully that did not happen. And, uh, and the Jets... They can prosper just a little more. And we're going to get to the Jets soon, which I'm really excited about my team. And, of course, we know there's uh, some New York Giants fans that are listening out there. We're going to get to them, too. Not a problem. We're going to get to them. We're going to get to for the rest of the NFL teams as we go through each episode on our Saturdays. It was also reported by Adam Schefter that in 2023, the Bucks will bring back their orange crush throwback jerseys. Like I think he described them as orange creamsicle or something. They're orange and white. Anyway, they're throwback jerseys which I think are really cool. And all I can say is they're awesome. And I, honestly, I think the NFL should be doing this more. I think they should bring back all their throwback jerseys. I, they kind of got away from that, and I'm not really sure why. But I enjoyed seeing all the throwback jerseys, at least uh, when I was younger, and I saw them all the time. I know in 2011, they used to do it a lot. And in 2012, the same thing. And they kind of got away from that. And then they did uh, all these different uniform things with all colors and all that c- kind of different stuff. But I, I would say bring them back because I think it's great for the game and great for the fans. And especially for the younger fans, it really shows the history of the sport and where it's grown and, and where it's where it's come from and yeah, and just where it's been. I think, you know, that's the history of the sport. Why not show it and bring it off? I I, uh, I would fully support something like that. And I think it's cool that the, the, the Buccaneers are bringing those back. 2023, of course, but I think all teams should do something similar to this because I think it's great for the game and great for the history of the game as well. Thank you for joining me today on another edition of Jake's Takes. Of course, I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes. And don't forget to check out all the polls posted on my Twitter again, Jake underscore Anthony 31. 
as many topics as we discussed today. I want to hear your thoughts. I'm excited to hear them and what you guys have to think about each one. So they'll all be posted there and go ahead, click it out and <laughs> let's see. And I, I did want to say too, before I closed off the show that I meant to mention this in the beginning that, you know, once again, I, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be keep continue doing the show. And I've heard good things from not only the, not only tunnel vision, which is awesome. And I appreciate you guys and, and everybody that's listening and, and for the opportunity. And, but a lot of fans too, I guess I call them fans and a lot of people that are listening and I'm thankful for you guys to keep listening and, and tuning in and whoever new comes in. Awesome. I, I appreciate you listening. And, uh, this is awesome. And once again, you know, I was, I was talking to a couple people, professors today and, and friends and family. And it's encouraging to hear that my work and the episodes that are coming out and the work by the company, it's all going well. And, and I'm really appreciative for all that. And it's, it's, it's motivating to do each episode and, and know that there's people listening and, and being able to do it for the fans. So I just want, want, just wanted to put that out there and just want to say thank you. Remember to visit Tunnel Vision Sports at tvsportsmag.com and follow our Instagram at tunnelvisionsports underscore and our Twitter at underscore TV sports. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button or follow button or leave a like, comment, or rating on the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, guys, I'm Jake Serrano signing off. And thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. And when the